It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? I'm Chris Russell. And this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast on the Monday after the Washington football season comes to an end. Against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, we will have it all for you. Apologize for being a little bit late. was a little bit under the weather. Uh, It's been a long season, a long year for everyone, uh, but away we go. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hopefully the old voice holds up. I was trying to give it as much time as I can, trying to uh, do as much uh, as much hot tea and um, clearing out, <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better term, uh, as I can. Uh, but we are here with you on this uh, edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. A misery Monday? I, I wouldn't exactly call it that. Um you know, to be quite honest with you, years in the past in which I've covered this team have felt like a blown opportunity, have felt like, wow, they could have had that, and they failed, and they failed, and they failed, even though they were very good opponents against Russell Wilson and Seattle in 2000. Uh, 12 into 2013, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in 2016, the 2015 season. It feels different this time. It feels different uh, this time. And we're going to get into all of it. Plus, you'll hear from Ron Rivera uh, Saturday night after the game. We have a lot of player reaction and a lot of end of the year exit interviews to play over the next uh, week, week and a half or so, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Um, so, uh, again, they lose 31 23 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday night at FedEx Field. Uh, I was there. Uh, it was an entertaining ball game. We all know by this point there was a lot of positives that you could take out of it, but also a lot of negatives. So, I thought what we would do is start with the positives uh, on this particular episode, and that's Taylor Heineke, obviously. It goes without saying, right? Uh, There were other positives, but Taylor Heineke is where you start. Over 300 yards, uh, run for uh, 46 yards or whatever it was, uh, several times where he broke the pocket, where he extended plays, where he squirted out of danger, where he saved himself from a big loss, where he turned something into nothing, right? Taylor Heineke obviously had himself a huge, 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 huge night and basically guaranteed that he will have a job next year. Now, that's likely in Washington, but he's a free agent. We're not sure what classification yet, just yet, that he is. Um, But Taylor Heineke saved himself. And... 
furthered his career on Saturday night, and he saved the Washington football team. Uh, As we told you all throughout last week, Alex Smith, very dicey, situation very cloudy, very much up in the air. We didn't hide from that. Ron Rivera didn't hide from that. Now, Friday afternoon, I think we mentioned when we recorded the last episode that there had been a positive report about Alex Smith. And that was indeed true. And everybody, including myself, just kind of assumed that he was going to gut through it. By Saturday, uh, by Friday late night, we found out "Mm, it's not looking very good. And then by Saturday morning, Saturday uh, afternoon, we found out for sure that Alex Smith wasn't going to start. So I thought Taylor Heineke would play reasonably okay. Uh, I thought it was important to have somebody with mobility at quarterback against that Tampa front. And even though the Tampa defense was not impressive at all on Saturday night, that doesn't mean that they're not good, right? Same thing for Washington. Washington's defense stunk on Saturday night for the most part. Uh, There were some moments, but they stunk for the most part on Saturday night. Some of that is going against Tom Brady and an embarrassment of riches. But that doesn't mean that they're not good. You're going to have a bad night. You can have a bad game. But I thought they needed somebody with the ability to survive. And it certainly sounds like that was a heavy, 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 heavy consideration for Ron Rivera. Like, Alex, and and Alex himself admitted this on Sunday. Look, I couldn't really run. I couldn't really flush. It got worse, way worse, as the first half wore on last Sunday night in Philadelphia. As soon as Alex, as soon as Ron on Tuesday of last week admitted to me when I asked him, hey, how can you help Alex as you go along? And he's like, yeah, well, we we might have to consider rotating the quarterbacks. I knew it was really dicey that Alex was going to play and play the whole game. I thought maybe they would start him and then go to Heineke, but... Obviously, they felt unsure enough and worried enough about the lack of mobility that they just went there. Turned out to be the absolute right decision. And even if it would have been a massive failure, you know, Ron probably would have gotten some criticism. I would not have been one of those guys because I understood the situation they were in. You needed a quarterback with some ability to flush away from trouble. And that's what Heineke did all night long. Like the numbers aren't that impressive from a running perspective. I don't care about numbers. I watched that game. I was there. I know how he avoided probably at least three or four sacks. And then runs for that touchdown, stretches out, dives on a third down, separates his AC joint and his shoulder, and still comes back for more and leads another touchdown drive, finishing off with Steven Sims bobbling loosely a catch that they upheld. If it was called a non-touchdown, a non-catch, an incomplete, it probably is upheld. It was called a touchdown, which it did look live as if he did caught it, uh, as he as if he did catch it, and the ball wasn't slightly moving, which it was, and it was ruled a touchdown live. Again, if it was ruled incomplete because the ball was sh- moving a little bit, it probably wouldn't have been overturned. If it was called a touchdown, which it was, it wasn't going to be overturned. That's kind of how the NFL replay system works. It's not great, uh, but it is what we have, and it's the way they do it right? So Heineke comes back. I mean, we all thought he was leaving that game. He was 
after that dive, we didn't even know he got hurt necessarily on that touchdown dive. I thought he got hurt on the next series on first down when he was ragdolled down to the ground after a throw, after an incomplete pass, well after, should have been a personal foul, should have been unnecessary roughness. The officials, as usual, three, eight blind mice, whatever it was, they totally missed it, totally missed it. And then he got hit hard again down to the ground on third down. This is the touch, the drive following the touchdown run and dive and before the Sims touchdown drive. I mean, this dude was unbelievable and he was banged up and that is a problem for Taylor Heineke. You know, two things. He doesn't have a strong arm, one. Uh, He's got an accurate arm for the most part. He doesn't have a strong arm. That's number one. Number two, he gets hurt a lot. He got hurt on Christmas Day when a member of the Houston Texans suffered a concussion, I believe it was. Then, and that was back in 2017, then got hurt in his first game with Carolina. Kyle Allen replaced him. I I mean, and now he gets hurt again in this game. So much like Kyle Allen, and I guess to some degree Alex Smith, durability is a major, 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 major issue for Taylor Heineke. Arm strength is also one. Again, ball placement, accuracy, pretty good. Arm strength, Not so good. I saw some balls floating. I think Taylor Heineke did enough to get himself certainly into the conversation to be on this roster and to be a contender for the starting job. Now, do I think there are better options out there? Yes. Draft, free agency, we're going to touch on it all. I don't think one great game necessarily you just anoint a guy the fan base is going to, for the most part, probably anoint the guy as the guy that they want to be their starter. They don't have any regard for Kyle Allen. They're done with Alex Smith. They are going to want Taylor Heineke. And I'm telling you, Taylor Heineke should be on this roster. He should be given every opportunity. I don't think he's a every week starter in the NFL. Could he start for you from time to time? Absolutely. Could he be an electric bug off the bench, uh, a little jolt of energy? Absolutely. Do I think he's an every-week starter, 17 weeks in the NFL? No, I do not. I do not. So that's the Taylor Heineke story. Uh, Washington does lose 31-23, but there were a lot of positives. We'll get to the rest of the positives and the negatives, and then Ron Rivera uh, as well on this edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast as we wrap up an NFC wildcard round loss to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 31-23, Saturday night at FedEx Field. As always, thanks for being with us right here on LOWFT. All right, it is Chris Russell with you for the only place that we trust to get some action in on the games, guys. National Championship Monday night. If you're listening to this before then, go to betonline.ag and sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That's right. Four NFL playoff matchups coming up this weekend. Get in on the early action. Get in on the early lines before they start moving and a grooving all over the place. So I bet on all three games on Sunday through betonline.ag, and I took a bath on the Pittsburgh Steelers, blah, and as well the over 54 on the Titans 
and the Ravens, and they went way under. The only game I won, the money line on the Saints, and I should have probably gone with the spread there, but the spread was like 10, 10 and a half, so I didn't want to do that. So I took a little bit of a hit on Sunday, but I did win on the first half over um, for the Buccaneers on Saturday night, again at FedEx Field. So you can get in on all of this great action and more, whatever your interest is go to betonline.ag use the promo code locked on and you'll get 50 percent off your welcome bonus uh, and your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you, and 2020, as you know, is mercifully over. 2021 is here. It's time for a fresh start, a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get podcasts. So we are back with you right here on LOWFT. couple more positives, if you will, from Saturday night from the offensive side. Uh, listen, um, I think when you look at Terry McLaurin, how tough he is, obviously you give him a lot of, pred- a lot of credit and a lot of praise. Six catches, 75 yards, uh, had a couple of tough catches. Uh, listen, it wasn't the most explosive game by any means, but it was still good enough. Cam Sims. 13 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards. Cam Sims averaged 15 yards a catch. Listen, he's not as consistent as you'd like. He doesn't have blazing, blazing speed, but what he does is he breaks tackles, and he's got good run-after-the-catch ability. And if you can find him on those short underneath routes, the crossers, the shallow uh, you know, digs, you know, that type of thing, I think if you can get Cam Sims in space and if you can get him the ball on the run, Cam Sims is really good in that area. And he can turn, you know, a 10-yard pass into a 30-yard gain, not all the time, but several times, many times. Logan Thomas, another good game. Nine targets, five catches, 74 yards, a long of 29. What a great bust-out year for Logan Thomas. Steven Sims, we told you about the touchdown catch, three catches, four targets, 33 yards, Did have a drop, almost dropped the touchdown, uh, or it almost got taken away. Uh, Steven Sims just got to improve his hands in every way, shape, or form, uh, or he's not going to be on this team. And I think there's a a decent chance that he won't be when we get to September next year. Uh, Whether he's cut outright or, or you know, I, I think they'll give him a shot to improve himself in training camp of the preseason, uh, but still, that's a problem. J.D. McKissick, only three targets, uh, two catches, eight yards. They needed more out of him, but the problem is they had him in a lot of pass protection, and he really struggled down the stretch in pass protection. The last two games were not good at all for J.D. McKissick in pass pro. I mean, I would say he gave up two sacks and also um, was partly, if not completely con- uh I guess, responsible for the pressure that led to the deflection and the tip 
of the interception that Heineke threw. So Washington got, you know, decent performances out of their pass catchers. We mentioned Heineke, the six rushes and scrambles for 46 yards uh, and the touchdown. They needed a lot more uh, out of Antonio Gibson. Nobody expected them to run in this game, uh, and they didn't. 14 for 31, just not good enough. McKissick, again, 2 of 5. Sims, 1 of 4. Just not enough. 23 for 86, a 3-7 average. It's not horrible, but it's not good enough, I can tell you that much. Uh, especially when you look at, and now we'll make the flip to the Buccaneers. They ran the ball with Leonard Four. I mean, listen, Ronald Jones didn't even have a carry because he got hurt early in the game. But Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 93 yards, is a guy that was deactivated a couple of weeks ago. Tampa hates to run the ball. And a touchdown for Leonard Fournette. 4.9 average, way too much. 29 of 142 and a 4.9 average in the game. Way, way, way too much. Antonio Brown had an end around on a double reverse. One for 22 on first down. Keyshawn Vaughn, key fumble, but five for 21. Eh, 4.2 average. You know, I mean, like, this defense, everybody wants to salute this defense and say it's awesome and it's great and it's explosive and it's dominant. No, it's not. None of that is true. Statistically, they were good this year in a lot of ways. I'm not trying to take that away from them. It's good defense. Good defense. Not a great defense. On the back seven, they're not great. And this defensive line, I'm telling you, when they go up against a good to very good offensive line, they don't eat. And they get gashed on the ground. And it happened again on Saturday night. And it's happened multiple, multiple times this year. And quite honestly, there were games where there weren't good offensive line. Think about the Detroit loss. Not a good offensive line. Missing some key guys. And they got blown off the line of scrimmage constantly in that game. Constantly. Think about that. Tampa was a good offensive line. And they, for the most part, got controlled. Deron Payne was great. Two sacks and a forced fumble. But Deron Payne didn't really, I don't think, come alive until they lost their starting right guard, Alex Capitola. I believe it's a fractured ankle. That's when he started to eat. Now, I'm not trying to take away credit from anybody, but they needed more. Uh, Montez Sweat had a sack in backside pursuit. Okay. But they needed more out of that offensive line or out of that defensive line. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, everybody wants to run around saying that they're the best thing since sliced bread. No, no, they're not. They're good. Not good enough, quite honestly. Um. I mean, again, Payne mentioned two sacks, uh, three quarterback. I mean, he was awesome. Montez Sweat had the sack and two quarterback hits. I mean, he was good. Chase Young, in his first playoff game, three tackles, no sacks, no quarterback hits, no forced fumbles, no anything like that. Jonathan Allen, one assisted tackle and two quarterback hits. I mean, listen, you know, they weren't horrible when a quarterback who's immobile like Tom Brady, as great as he is, throws 40 times and gets sacked three times. You know, so they're dropping back 43 times. You got to have more than that. You got to have more than a tackle and no pressures. Uh, well, I, I guess Jonathan Allen had the two quarterback hits. A tackle and two quarterback hits. You know, Chase Young had three tackles, no pressures, no hits, no hurry, none of that. 
I mean, it's hard for me to sit here and go, oh, they're great, they're dominant, they're explosive, they're number two in the league. They didn't play like that. That's not the eye test. They're much better in the second half normally, but even in this particular game, they gave up no points in the third quarter, 13 points in the fourth. 13 points. When they needed a stop, yeah, sure, they may have kicked or held to a field goal, but they did allow they did allow that Fournette three-yard run on a 69-yard drive. Just not enough. Not enough. You know, everybody knows that the offense is challenged. Heineke, Smith, Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, whoever. Everyone knows that. The defense has to carry the water. And too often, again, in games, and I watched every single one of them, I was at many of them, The defense would be very good in the second half, very average, maybe even below average in the first half. You combine those two things, even with the numbers being the way they are, and you have a good defense. You don't have a great defense. And that's all the argument is. It's not a great defense. It's a good defense. All right, let's uh, hear from Ron Rivera next. From Saturday night after the game, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, right here on L-O-W-F-T. For Built Bar, Built Bar, you guys know, 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. I guess they're not new that much anymore, but they're newer than new. You get my point. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. I tried the caramel brownie. Last week, it was awesome. Delish. 12 original flavors, including some of my favorites. Peanut butter, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, Mm-mm-mm. and salted caramel. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. They are great for anybody on any kind of diet. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. That's right, a chocolate bar that tastes good. Great. And it's good for a diet? Yes, indeed. Find out what I'm talking about. Find out what we've been telling you about for a long time. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with a little bit from the podium Saturday night from head coach Ron Rivera after a season-ending 31-23 loss to the Buccaneers. Ron, what did you think about Taylor Heineke's performance today? It was gutsy. It was um, – it, it really was. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, a guy like him who, who works hard at, at, at what he does, you know, he, he's – create an opportunity for himself and, and we'll see what happens. But I'm just very, very proud of what he did coming out and competing the way he did and helping us uh, to get where we are today. Hey, Ron, obviously an emotional moment for you and your team. Can you share with us the message 
you uh, gave to the players just just now in the locker room? Well, I told them for the most part, you know, today this 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 last stretch that we've went through kind of showed us what we can become, and and it's up to us. You know, we 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 we've got to learn from this experience we just had, grow from the experience, and get better. And and I told the guys, you know, we're 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 we're, we're headed up. We're on our way up. So there's a lot of positives to take from this. Hey, Ron, how close? What can you walk through the decision to work out Alex Smith before the game and then go with Taylor? What weren't you seeing from Alex, and why were you comfortable with Taylor going instead? Well, the biggest thing was Alex just felt he he couldn't escape, and 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 with as aggressive as this this defense is that we played, you know, we 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 I, I just felt we didn't want to put him in in a bad situation, and uh, you know, I, I hated to do it to Alex, but you know, it was it was for the better. And, and Alex is unbelievable. I mean, believe me, the, the, he, he's a hell of a man. And then what about Taylor's ability to escape tonight? Yeah, with, I mean, I, and he's, yeah, I mean, based on what we saw at, at the end of the uh, Panther game, you know, really told us that, that Taylor has that ability. So, so we're, we were really fired up about giving him his opportunity today. And, and we felt really good about it. He had a good week. Um, he took the majority of the snaps, so it was, you know, it was one of those things that it was, it was just, I don't want to call it a fait accompli, but it was, it was pretty certain, and, uh, and he took advantage of it and did a great job for us. Ron, is the emotion today uh, disappointment or sadness, or is it, you know, kind of, kind of optimism because of what you have coming forward? All three. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed for our guys, you know. Um, they, they, they competed their butt off. They, they did some really good things. They gave themselves a chance at the end. Uh, the sadness part of it is, you know, things will change, and that's just the way it is. You know, as as, as you grow, you got to evolve, and you've got to change and adapt. And uh, but the optimism is 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 these guys showed what they're capable of. You know, they can compete, they can go out there, and they can, you know, be a be a really good football team. And 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 it's just a matter of how much work we put into it as we get better. Ron, how would you assess the play of the defense tonight? We had our moments, um, you know, and and and. and it's you know it, it, it's unfortunate. There, there are a couple of things that you know we, we wish would have gone our way, and unfortunately it didn't. But we had our moments, and 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 it's it's too bad because um, you know I mean we were going up against one of the all-time greats, but you know we had our moments to make plays, and 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 that there were some disappointing you know things that uh, we got to get better at. Hey Ron, did you, could you did did you think you'd be able to put more pressure with just the four-man rush? Well, we 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 felt we could have. Um, you know, we had some opportunities and, and, you know, he did a great job. Um, you know, one thing that they did do was, uh, you know, there was, uh, it was, it was a, um, six and seven man protections. You know, it wasn't like they just, you know, said, okay, you rush four, we're going to block five. They didn't put five into the route all the time. How would you describe this entire year, everything you went through the hills and the valleys to get to this point anyways? Um, wow, that's a, that's a tough question, Darren. I really haven't had a chance to think about that, but I, I, I do know it's been a, it's been everything. It really has. It's been a trying time. It, 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 it's, uh, it's been hard. It's been difficult. It's been fun. It's been easy. It's been simple. Um, I mean, uh, it, it just, you know, there, there's been some really good moments and, 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 uh, we've grown, we've learned, we've gotten better. Um, I told these, our guys that, you know, we, 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 uh, we're going to get better and, and, and we're because we're really good, but we can be even better than that. So I'm pretty excited about the potential.
Hey, Ron, I'm sorry if I missed this earlier, but can you uh, talk about the decision to go for that uh, onside pooch kick or whatever it was well, uh, after the touchdown? Well, it was supposed to be, was supposed to be more of a, uh, a mortar kick, a chip kick. They had a, um, they had a situation that we felt we could take advantage of. They had a, um, a, a, a defense alignment and an offense alignment situated in their uh, return team, and there's a dead area right between them, and we were hoping to be able to hit a little chip shot right over the top have it land in the ground and, and then hope to have a, uh, a, a defensive lineman try to pick the ball up while it was rolling on the ground. And we thought with the speed we have, we'd, we'd be able to make it. And unfortunately, we, uh, we didn't hit the kick we wanted. Ron, I know that uh, fans tend to overblow one performance or one good game, and coaches tend to be a little bit more sober about it. But did you see things from Taylor that – make you go, hey, this, this guy's got some capability or some potential going forward that we can at least yeah. take a look Yeah, we did. And, 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 and as I said, you know, as young men's earned opportunity. And, and that's the best part about this is, is, is we're going to create some competition around here and guys are going to compete. And that's how you're going to get better. Ron, at the beginning of the season, um, you told us one of the books that you were reading was the Splendid in the Vile, and one of the remaining themes was about hunkering down, being in for the long haul, things not being easy, in fact, being very hard. I feel like that symbolizes the kind of encapsulate the way the season is gone, but obviously for you, just you read that book, you took a lot of themes from it, and it seemed like they all played out this year. What could, um, I guess, you say about that, like just the literature you're reading and like it kind of all coming together for this year? It's interesting because, yeah, you, you know, you, I take from things and, 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 and when I read a, a something like that, I, I, I feel pretty inspirational. You know, I, I try to draw from it and, and, you know, try to stay the course and try to be steady and try to you know, present the right kind of picture to everybody so everybody understands and everybody can see the same thing and we can all be on the same page. That's why I do it. And, and. I think, you know, we, we were able to get on the same page. We were able to do the things that we felt we needed to do to get us to where we wanted to go. Um, we didn't quite get there, uh, but we're most certainly uh, headed in the right way because uh, I, I, I believe we're, we're, we're headed up. Ron, do you have any idea of the, the severity of the shoulder injury Taylor came back out from? To, I mean, what, did, what was he playing through? He, he, he did something to his shoulder when he, when he lunged for the uh, touchdown, and so it was pretty sore. Uh, they wanted to go in, check him real quick, and then bring him back out, and uh, and he was able to finish up. I mean, he, he, like I said, it was a courageous performance by him. Ron, Ron it seemed like. Was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. Ron, it seemed like uh, Chase Young in particular was uh, very excited for Heineke. He's been for a few weeks now, and uh, did the team rally around Taylor? How did they receive the news when when they received the news? that he'd have to start this game. And it's essentially your fourth quarterback of the yeah. season in a playoff. Well, there, really mode. Was, there really wasn't much of an announcement or anything like that. It's just, you know, you could just tell. I mean, you know, they, they, they respect guys that go out there and play hard and work hard and, 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 and give their all. And when they got to see him compete against Carolina, you know, and, and like you said, you talked about it was, was Chase Young really, you know, Chase just likes guys to go out and compete and play hard and, 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 so it's easy to get behind a guy like that. And that's really what happened. Those guys got behind Taylor. They rallied around him and they competed their ass off. They really did. And, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of this group of men. You know, this has not been an easy year. It's been a very trying uh, and taxing year. And these guys were very resilient and, and, and they bounced back. And, uh, you know, it's, um, 
but it's just unfortunate, uh, and and that's where the disappointment comes in. Take three or four more. Ron, maybe it sounds silly to ask, but it, you know the way this season has gone. At the end, when you didn't score on that last possession, is it kind of a surprise? Yes, it was. To be honest with you, um, it really was a surprise um, because I, I expected it to come right on down to the to to to, to the uh, two point conversion that we were going to have to take to to try and tie it up. I really did. I was I was planning on you know what the two point conversion was gonna was gonna be. All right, so that's a little bit from Ron Rivera, courtesy of Washington Football That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast. Back soon with another edition as we go into off-season mode. But you'll be hearing from plenty of the combatants uh, still throughout the week uh, and days to come, including, including Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, and Terry McLaurin, and Morgan Moses, and Chase Young. So look forward to that. Thanks for being with us. Even though the season comes to an end, Seven and nine, still lots to do. The quarterback situation, the GM situation is very much in flux. Tough schedule ahead, but good days, I think, I think, are back. I think. Cautious. Cautious optimism for the Washington football team. All right, thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.